This morning we're going to consider Peter walking on the water. We're looking at Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 through to 33. Having just fed in excess of 5,000 people with five loaves of bread and two fishes, the Lord Jesus Christ constrained his disciples to get into a ship and sail to the other side of the Sea of Galilee whilst he went up a mountain to pray. Later on, in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus walked on the sea as he went out to meet his disciples. When they saw him coming, they were afraid and he said to them, Be of good cheer. It is I, be not afraid. Peter then began to walk on the water towards Jesus, but he became afraid and he began to sink. He cried out to Jesus and the Lord saved him. When Jesus and Peter got into the ship, the wind ceased and the disciples worshipped him. That's a a summary of the passage that we're now going to look at in a bit more detail. Let's have a look again at verse 22 of Matthew 14. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. We read in verse 22 that Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go off on their own to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. Sailing wouldn't have been a big deal for those men. After all, most of them were fishermen. So why did Jesus need to constrain them or persuade them to get into that ship and to go on that journey without him? Well, think about it. They just finished helping Jesus by distributing food to a multitude of people when Jesus miraculously fed them the multitude with five loaves of bread and two fishes. The disciples had been there. They'd actually helped Jesus. That really was a miracle when you consider that not only did that meagre amount of food multiply to feed over 5,000 tummies. At the end, there were 12 uh, 12 baskets of fragments left over. So there was more to end with than there was to start with. The disciples had seen all that. They'd been part of it all. Those disciples must have been like little children who, having had a great time, dragged their heels as dad said to them, it's time to go to bed. However, what they wouldn't have known at the time was that Jesus had something else planned for them, something which would be all part of that steep learning curve that they were on during their three years with Jesus. They had already been on a ship with him during a storm. There are details about that elsewhere. In the Gospels, Jesus sleeping, 
at the back of a ship and uh, a storm arose. The disciples thought that they were going to drown. They woke Jesus up and they said, Lord, do you not care that we perish? And on that occasion, what did Jesus do? He rebuked the storm, didn't he? And he said, peace be still. And the waves were still. However, on this occasion, the disciples would soon be on a ship in the midst of a stormy sea without the physical presence of Jesus. It was going to be altogether different. As such, Jesus was going to take his disciples into a whole new experience in order to build them up in their faith and to equip them for their apostolic ministries. Dear Christian, perhaps you have had experiences when you have been busy and productive, or at least that's how you've seen it, in your Christian service, and then it's as if the Lord has just taken you away from it all. And you don't really understand why things were going really well, and then, for whatever reason, the Lord has taken you away from it all. You need to understand that even though Jesus really does use Christians in his service to advance his kingdom and to build his church, when he uses you, he doesn't really need you. He doesn't need any of us. What the God of your salvation is doing when he uses you in his service is that he is working in you in a very personal way. And this is a wonderful thing, you know. I'd say, it's, it, to be quite honest for me, it's even more wonderful to think that I'm doing something in his service. I find it more wonderful to think that Jesus is dealing with me personally. Every time I do something in Christian service, it's Jesus dealing with me. And you can say that about yourself, dear Christian. And that shows just how much God loves you, that when he uses you for whatever it is that he has for you to do, he's actually building you up in your faith and conforming you to the image of your saviour. Moulding you, shaping you. Intervening personally in your born again life. And loving you. He's building you up in your most holy Christian faith as he draws you ever closer to himself through various God-given trials of faith, various things that, that God has for you to do and to go through during your earthly pilgrimage. Let's have a look at verse 23. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. It seems as if the Lord Jesus Christ was always praying. You see that when you read the Gospels. For example, he used to rise a great deal, a great while rather, before daylight. He'd go into a solitary place and he would pray. 
Jesus spent all night in prayer before choosing his apostles. And as can be seen in today's passage, Jesus prayed after miraculously feeding the multitude. And there were various other times when Jesus 